Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 14 of ABD Monthly. I'm your host, Andy Whiteside. I've got a, got a special guest with me. I just got back last week uh, from a conference in Cancun with Nerdio. Uh, we've got the founder of Nerdio with us, uh, Vadim. Vadim, I want to make sure I get your last name right. Oh, crud. Can you pronounce your last name for me? It's Vladimirsky. Vladimirsky. I have it on the uh, Zoom and I had it where I could put my mouse on it and read it. And when I hit share the screen or start the recording, it hit it. I couldn't get it disappeared. I knew. I know. Plus, it's a tough one to pronounce. So listen, I I don't blame you. (laughs) Sorry about that. So um, uh, Vadim is with us. Vadim, uh, again, founded Nerdio, which is from day one based on um, AVD, which became WVD, which is now AVD again. Vadim, just a quick overview of of how that happened. So uh, Nerdio has always been in the automation of virtual desktop business. We started in RDS, and then when WVD came out, we had a product that that was helping customers deploy and manage and auto-scale WVD. Um, And as the world shut down at the beginning of 2020 and everyone went to work from home, we've really had the opportunity to work with Lots of customers all over the world to to really rev our product very quickly and and build a lot of cool functionality to help uh, customers that were doing large AVD deployments and small AVD deployments. So we kind of evolved alongside uh, Azure Virtual Desktop. We are a native Azure Virtual Desktop extension. We're not an alternative control plane to AVD. We sit on top of AVD and extend it with uh, all sorts of enterprise functionality that I'm sure we'll talk about uh, during our session here. All right, so I'm going to I'm going to catch you off guard here. You're like that Barbara Mandrell song. You're like what's the Barbara Mandrell song? There there's a there's a country song from when I was a kid. It was I was country before country wasn't cool. <laughs> so you guys were Microsoft remoting before Microsoft remoting was cool, right? Went back in it was RDS and very few people could could make it work. You guys were making it work. And then all of a sudden, Microsoft put its weight behind AVD, and well, you were just standing there waiting. That's right. Yeah, I, I, I guess that's uh, that's a nice analogy. Yeah, we were doing RDS when it was really tough to do RDS, and uh, you kind of have to hide that you were doing desktop virtualization from all the software vendors who, as soon as they saw virtualization, would say, "Oh, we don't support this kind of thing." But uh, but like you said, now that Microsoft's putting their weight behind it. It's a lot easier and it's a lot faster and it's a lot more fun than, than it was in the in the olden days. Yeah, we've talked a lot on this podcast about whether Microsoft's in it to win it here. And I, I don't know that they can win it, but with people like Nerdio, they can win a lot more of it than they used to win. We certainly hope so. Well, so you've agreed to jump on here. What we're going to do is we're going to go through the November, December, and January updates. You know, they're not, not a ton of them. Um, and you can throw in Nerdio updates that came in that same time period that maybe complement these things or, um, you know, extend capabilities beyond what AVD does. There's one here at the top of my screen. I can't wait to ask you about it because I saw you last week and I asked you about that one. We'll get to it in a second, but let's start with this basic one, uh, tagging, 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 lots of, uh, lots of opportunities to improve efficiency and workflows through tagging. Uh, looks like AVD has extended that capability. Yeah, so it's basically, uh, you know, like you said, tagging for you know things like cost attribution and um, uh, you know chargeback purposes. Azure does a decent job reporting on tagging if you do a good job actually tagging things. So yeah. you know, I think this announcement is more about the documentation and best practices around tagging. 
Um, it's actually a feature that we've been hearing from customers for well over a year, and we've had it in our product uh, built in as an automation, you know, probably for a year or so, maybe nine months. Uh, and Nerdio Manager, because one of the things that it does is it dynamically creates and deletes resources and starts them and stops them and things like that. Uh, tagging becomes really important because a lot of things are ephemeral, right? They don't exist indefinitely in a persistent basis. So, uh, so we have this thing called uh, host pool custom tags, where administrators can define tags at the host pool level in Nerdio Manager. And then any resources that get created within that host pool. So things like VMs and disks and network cards and app groups and everything associated with that particular host pool will get automatically tagged and untagged as it gets created and deleted. So we definitely are familiar with this functionality and add a bunch of automation to, to make it super easy for our customers. You know, I really want to talk through that in detail. I know we got a lot to cover. My my, I got home from your conference and my wife was in her closet, got all her clothes out and you know, put them in baskets, put them in the car. She had to tag it off for the consignment sale. Well, those clothes are still sitting in baskets because nobody, <laughs> nobody's great. So what you're saying is Nerdio has the ability to kind of automate that tagging, putting the tags on, taking the tags off. Uh, do you have that for women's consignment clothes? <laughs> not yet, not yet. But, uh, you know, if Microsoft... Uh extends Azure into that, maybe we'll we'll build that out as well. So the next section talks about Azure Virtual Desktop Starter Kit for Power Automate. Um, any comments on that? Yeah, so uh, also something that, that we do natively out of the box is provide REST APIs uh, that can let customers, third-party products connect into Nerdio Manager and sort of do everything inside of it through API. And Power Automate is actually a fairly common platform that's used to connect to Nerdio Manager API uh, for things like self-service portals, requesting new desktops. We have a very large customer deployment, probably 30 to 40,000 desktops that are using Power Automate extensively. They've integrated, they've basically created their own dashboard. Users can go in and reset their own sessions, do all kinds of self-service activities all through Power Automate and using Nerdio Manager APIs. So I think you know, this particular announcement is, is a subset of that functionality that's available natively. There's a starter kit uh, that, that lets you plug in Power Automate into different aspects of AVD. Yeah. Hey, in a shop like that with the 30 and 40,000 desktops, do they have like a Power Automate team that kind of knows the general concepts and then they apply that to the desktop administration team or how does that work? Yeah, you know, it's it, it's actually surprisingly small team. I think the the core kind of AVD architecture team is just a handful of people, uh, and and they've created all of this automation. Um, and 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 they do really cool things. They do things like, uh, you know, if someone turns off auto scaling and the host pool, then that host pool kind of goes into grace period for twenty four hours, and then someone else gets a notification through Power Automate saying, hey, autoscale is off on this particular host pool. You should make sure that it's turned back on. Or if an image gets stale beyond a certain age, someone else gets notified that, hey, you got to go in and update your images. So I've been really impressed with what this particular team was able to accomplish. And, and again, a, a tiny team that has been able to do all of this. All right. Well, so again, I don't know if I said it did a good job of this, but we got January, December, November to go through. This talks about autoscale public preview my guess is we may be hitting this again in a few minutes, but uh, I mean, auto scales, a big part of what you guys do, right? For ABD. 
It's huge. Yeah, I, I think you know th this feature we can we can talk about the entire time plus a couple more episodes of, of this webinar. So I, I guess let me try to synthesize it into something very, very short. So um, you know, autoscale has always been a, a very you know important and, and highly requested feature for AVD. Microsoft has always provided a set of scripts that can be deployed with Azure automation and, and different um I'm blinking on the name uh, Power Apps, I believe, or or you know whatever that uh, Azure component that, that lets you run automations, uh, and, and and is able to power VMs on and off based on how many users per CPU are logged in at any given time, and what this preview uh, is, it's it's basically putting a nice UI and getting it all integrated into the native Azure portal, allowing you to create scaling plans and schedules. And telling you know telling host pool when to ramp up in the morning, how to ramp down in the evening, and basically set the different threshold. So so it is it is kind of nice, and it's available natively now in Nerdio Manager. One of the probably most important and first features we built was all about auto scaling. So so we do everything that the you know that the built in or the native auto scaling does, plus you know like a thousand percent more in terms of. Uh, you know, we can do scaling for storage. We can do scaling based on utilization of the CPU. We can do scaling based on RAM, um, you know, not just sessions. We can do scaling of personal host pools, scaling across different sovereign Azure Cloud. So all kinds of really robust auto scaling that just extends what the native auto scaling is now capable of. Yeah. Um... Well, and this even says public preview. So I guess I've scrolled up just to see December, January. It wasn't it wasn't full, you know, gone live yet. Um, but I guess if you're running Nerdio Manager, you're you can do all this and more already, and have been for a while. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I don't think it's GA yet, but I'm sure it will be shortly. So uh, this next topic I asked you about the day when I saw you, uh, I'm excited about this um, Azure Stack HCI, the ability to run on premises workloads um, in your data center or your partner's data center, anything other than public cloud, hyperscaler, Azure, what does this mean for the space? I think it's pretty huge. Um, I, I think it's it ultimately holds the promise to allow customers to extend their Azure uh, AVD deployments uh, into their on-premises environments. And the reason they may want to do that is, is you know, really a few reasons. Number one, they could have compliance and security requirements. That means their data and applications may have to run locally, right? So that's one reason. Another reason is uh, latency. So if you have data uh, residing in an on-premises data center, and if you end up putting your desktops out in Azure, there's some latency that's obviously introduced. Uh, this helps with that. It allows you to run the desktops next to the data and the servers that are hosting it. Um, so, so those are, I would say, the main drivers. The key thing to understand here is this is not a replacement for AVD because the AVD, what they call front door services. So the ability to actually connect into the AVD service is still through Azure. So you're still going through Azure to authenticate and yeah. then you're being redirected to a local VM that may be running on-premises. Right, so conceptually, that's kind of what it's for. Uh, and I think there are going to be lots of use cases to have a, a public cloud deployment of virtual desktops side by side 
with an on-premises data center-based deployment of virtual desktop. Yeah, we do we do a ton of that today where you're architecting a little bit of this and a little bit of that and redundancy and data locale, locale uh, location type stuff. I, I do have a couple of questions for you on this though. So this isn't really alternative for Azure Virtual Desktop. This is kind of the uh, alternative for Windows Enterprise Desktop in Azure that allows you to still use AVD to broker and manage. It just can be on-premises. Uh, you and I haven't said that in public here, um, but uh, you know, Windows Enterprise Desktop in Azure is really can be lots of things. Citrix can front end it, VMware can front end it. Uh, Nerdio can can tie you into it via Azure Virtual Desktop. Yours is different, right? Yours, yours is truly using Azure Virtual Desktop. The other guys are really just brokering you to enterprise desktops in Azure. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, I mean, at, at the core of, I, I guess, all flavors of AVD is uh, the Windows 10 enterprise, Windows 11 enterprise operating system, whether single session or multi-session. And then the question is, well, what, what's that control plane that sits on top of it? Is it native AVD, which is Microsoft provided? Is it the Citrix cloud? Is it Horizon cloud? Those are all alternatives. Nerdio doesn't do anything in the control plane space. We plug in and use the native AVD control plane, and we just add that management and all the scaling functionality into the native stack. Yeah. Uh, and as you pointed out, it really doesn't matter where the actual VM that's running Windows 10 and Windows 11 runs, it ties back into whichever control plane you're using. Now, up until Azure Stack HCI support, the only place you can run Windows 10 multi-session, which is what makes AVD really interesting because it gives you a, you know kind of a better cost profile on a per-user basis, was Azure. You had to be running it on Azure gear in Microsoft's data centers. And that's the only place that legally from a licensing perspective, you could use that operating system. With Azure Stack HCI, we're now told, hey, we don't really care where that uh, VM runs as long as it's either in Azure, right? And Microsoft owned gear or customer owned gear, but it's running through the Azure Stack HCI, which is kind of the hypervisor level that is tied into the, the Azure cloud for management purposes. So, Vadim, I've never had anybody, like, oh, that, that was going to be the next question. What about multi-session? What about multi-session? Nobody can ever answer that one for you. You proactively brought it up. So Azure Stack HCI is going to allow me to have multi-session running somewhere other than Microsoft's data center. You got it. That's awesome. That, that's big. That's huge. All right. Well, that, uh, that kind of wraps up November, and we have two more months to go. My wife's texting me. I'm late for picking up my son. No big deal. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's Monday at 5.30, still podcasting. Uh, Azure Virtual Desktop Price Calculator. I know you, know you and I have talked a bunch of times or a couple of times around what, what Nerdio really does. And if all you ever do is help customers improve efficiency and save money, it looks like Microsoft gets this right. They continue to add calculators. Does that help Nerdio um, show your value even more? Um, I don't think it has maybe a direct impact on us. You know, this is more helping customers budget for a AVD deployment. Um, and in, in, in the past, you know, there were certain limitations on the Azure calculator side of things. Like you could, you know, you had to have at least 100 users in order to really run an estimate. <clears throat> it looks like now they've reduced that. Uh, we have calculator tools as well that lets you budget it. But what's really also important is not only to budget before you deploy, but actually measure and compare to what you budgeted to what the actual cost is. So in Nerdio Manager, 
as soon as you create a host pool and you set up all your different scaling parameters, it will tell you, hey, your cost of Azure Compute and Storage is going to be between X and Y. It's going to give you the minimum and the maximum as the range. And then after about a week or so of operation, it will measure on a per host pool basis, roll it up to workspace and even roll it up to your entire environment and tell you, hey, here's how much you're spending in aggregate. Here's how much you're saving through auto scaling. And here are your per user costs. Here's what a monthly active user costs you. Here's what a concurrent user costs you. Here's what a named user costs you. So you can you know, run an estimate and then you know, three months later, look back and see like, hey, am I within the range that I expected? Am I out of that range? And, and adjust accordingly. So all of that is, is part of our product. And, and there's really two areas, right? There's multi-session, which is almost a no-brainer, at least get two sessions per VM. Uh, and then there's the ability to uh, optimize and manage the, the, the machines themselves, make sure they're off when they're supposed to be off, deprovision parts of them when they shouldn't be in use. Uh, there's two ways really to try to make Azure make sense versus just buying some gear and CapEx in and sticking it somewhere. Yeah, That's right. All right. Um, I think I've probably said eight times. I was at your conference last week. Again, thank you. I think I'm going to go to Orlando next week. Is it next week, the enterprise meeting? Yep, that's right. right. Next next Tuesday, I think, yeah. You're, you're, again, you're making my wife not so happy with me, but I got stuff to do. <laughs> um, but um, I wore an FS Logic shirt one time last week. Just to, I wore it on purpose just to see what kind of conversations I would start. There's a lot of people that want to talk about FS Logics in your world. Um, this Azure Active Directory joined VMs with FS Logics profile for Azure Files on on Azure Files. Uh, help us understand what that means for the world of ABD. Yeah, so so let me kind of break this down into a few different components. So, well, before I do that, let, let's let's talk about the high level. What's the goal? The goal is to eventually get to a cloud only virtual desktop deployment where you don't need any Active Directory, you don't need any Azure infrastructure in terms of VMs other than the session hosts themselves. Today, AVD requires Active Directory. Recently, I think it was in the summer, maybe in the fall, Microsoft announced Azure AD joint support for session host VMs, where instead of joining the session hosts to an Active Directory, they can be natively Azure AD joined. The issue with that is if you're using FS Logics, you have to mount those profiles off of an SMB share. And SMB shares kind of require Active Directory still. So even though you could join the session hosts to Azure AD only, you still needed um, Active Directory for the SMB share. And now they've announced or, or they've released a preview of Azure Files being Azure AD natively joined, hmm. which is uh, enabled through Kerberos authentication that they've recently added to Azure AD, which, which is kind of getting us closer and closer to that no AD scenario where it's cloud-only virtual desktop deployment. There is still one limitation, though, unfortunately. The limitation is that your identities, the usernames that are logging in and connecting to these profiles must be hybrid. You don't need a domain controller in Azure anymore, but you still need to make sure that your user accounts originate in an Active Directory and are AD synced over to Azure AD. If they're cloud native or in cloud or cloud only, whatever term you want to use, this will not work. So you, we're kind of almost there, but not quite. That's the next step. The next step is to make cloud only accounts able yeah. to use virtual desktops with Azure files, there's Azure AD joined only. 
So if I had Azure AD today, I would still have to go create this brand new user today in Active Directory and let it sink into Azure AD. That's right. Super easy. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll do a little bit of a nerdy plug here. So as soon as Microsoft released the session host joining uh, into Azure AD, we've actually enabled FSLogix without the need for it to support Azure AD joined. And the way we did that is using uh, a technology that's not often used in FSLogix for some reason, because it's, it's fairly complicated to configure, but Nerdio automates it for you end to end. And that is, a cloud cache with Azure blobs, right? So Azure blobs are not uh, Kerberos authenticated. They use storage keys and stuff like that. Cloud cache allows you to asynchronously replicate that profile from a local session host up to that blob. So if you want to use FSLogix with Azure AD only joined session hosts, if you're using Nerdio, you, you could have done that for six months now. Wow. Well, and that's just a great example where you guys have your eye on what needs to get done and when and continue to round Microsoft out. Again, they're they're in it to win it more than ever, but they're not going to do it without some friends. Um, right. Azure portal updates, probably exactly what it says, right? Yeah, just some nice, you know, UI changes and, you know, added things like uh, Trusted Launch, which, you know, we, we've also updated the Nerdio UI to include all of those new features. So, yeah, so all, all of those are now in the portal, too. Okay. Well, that gets us through December. You probably thought this was going to be much more painful than this, right? Eh, no, no. I, I love talking about this stuff, so <laughs> you can't tell. Well, that's great because that's what these podcasts we do are all about. I mean, it's... You know, people on my team are like, oh, how do you know this? I'm like, well, we just do a podcast and we learn all at the same time. It's great. Um, updates. Okay, so this now we're in January updates. This first one is categorized as updates to required URLs. I have no idea what this means. Yeah, so I'll, I'll explain that. So the Azure, uh, the AVD agent, which is a piece of code that runs on the session host VMs, uh, uses a technology called reverse connect, where you don't need to connect into it. It connects outbound to the AVD management service and creates kind of a reverse connection from the user back into the session host. In order for that agent to communicate with the management service, there is a, a whole long list of URLs that mm -hmm. must be available. It must be able to get health information and, and you know have HTTPS open, all, all kinds of requirements. Uh, that that need to be fulfilled for this reverse connect feature to work. If it, if their the ports are not open, users may not be able to connect or or may not be able to connect completely. So what this is announcing is that Microsoft, I believe, have consolidated a whole long list of URLs and ports down to one. So they now have kind of a single point of entry, which obviously is backed by a whole huge infrastructure on the Microsoft side but you now only need to worry about a single URL to allow through your firewall or whatever other you know, access control uh, methods you're using to protect your infrastructure in Azure. So that's what this is all about. And, and it's pretty nice because it's gonna be just easier to manage uh, networking and firewalling going forward with AVD and needing only one URL. So is this about the virtual desktop Talking out to the Azure Virtual Desktop Control Plane is that is, is that the direction we're talking? That's it. That's exactly right. And before there was a whole bunch of them. Now there's just one, and then that same URL and port gets used over and over again. 
That's right. Yeah. I mean, I think if, even if you click on that blog, you, you may see the list of, of the ones that were needed to be there. That's probably, I don't know, uh, 10 of them or so and, and what it, uh, what it got consolidated down into. So definitely, um, so you see those highlighted ones were the ones that, that needed to be there. And now the new URL just happens to be uh, the one below. If you scroll all the way to the bottom of this post, they'll have, yep, that's that's the only thing now that you need. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, the, the more you can simplify that, the better, because now you're working with network guys that don't want anything coming and going. And uh, you'll pick a fight. Uh, let's see. Uh, increased application group limits. This is pretty big. Uh, it, it's pretty big if you are very big, <laughs> meaning your your deployment is. We've had several customers run into this limitation. So the existing limitation, and this is this is applicable to to AVD ARM, right? The new version of AVD that's out there. This wasn't the case, or I don't remember what, what the limit was in, in AVD Classic, but that's not really relevant anymore. So, so the issue was that at the tenant level, the Azure AD tenant, you could only have 200 application groups. What that effectively meant is you could not have more than 200 host pools. And in most cases, even fewer host pools because each host pool may have more than one app group. Like if you have a remote app, host pool that's publishing applications rather than desktops, you may have several app groups all attached to that one host pool. And the issue was if you're a large environment and you're, you know, you're doing huge deployments for many different departments or use cases, you very quickly run out of this 200 limit. So uh, I, we've had customers that had to go to the product group and had uh, increase, who, who had increased their tenant level limit from 200 to 400 or, or et cetera. And now it looks like they've just lifted that limit from two to five, which you know effectively increases by you know is that one hundred and fifty percent the yeah. size of the num the number of host pools in a tenant, right? And the tenant is not something you can scale across, right? It's your Azure AD tenant. You can't have more than one. So this was a pretty hard limit for very large deployments. Yeah. Quick, quick opportunity, maybe for you to talk about Nerdio. I, I get maybe this isn't something you guys can fix, but did you guys help that customer go to Microsoft to make a case for this, or how did that work? We did. We did actually. We were the ones who kind of got the product group involved. You know, we it, you, you may know this, but we work very closely with that team. We have you know very regular you know, meetings and cadence and updates and kind of roadmap sharing with them. So we have pretty good idea of of, uh, of what's going on and what's coming up. So have good relationships there. So anytime we see an issue uh, in our customer base, we generally can I can percolate it up to them directly faster than support can. Because just we have a massive footprint and we get to hear about issues or limitations fairly quickly. So, so yeah, we, we did help our customers get get that limit increased on a one by one basis. Well, and I know Nerdio is not that expensive, but that that alone could pay for itself. Just having that additional friend to go, you know, get in that fight with, could be very valuable. Uh, all right, uh, migration tool now generally available. Uh, migrating from classic to ARM. What are we, what are we talking about here? Yeah, so uh, it, it's an interesting one. So you'll remember when a w, WVD launched in October of 2019, 
Uh, they they used to call it Fall Release, and later that became known as WVD Classic. It, it was a completely different architecture. It wasn't integrated into the Azure portal. It wasn't using the ARM model that it is using now. And then I think in June or May or something of 2020, Microsoft released uh, what they called the Spring Update, the Spring 2020 Update, which is now known just as, as AVD. And the, the challenge was is that lots of customers, especially because it was COVID, deployed WVD Classic and sort of had this legacy deployment and the new deployment and all of Microsoft investments are going into the new deployment, like auto-scaling, for instance, that's yeah. only available for AVD ARM. Uh, Azure AD Join is only available for the new version. So like the classic one, as the name implies, is just sort of there for maintenance, but it's not... Uh, not really being enhanced very rapidly. We supported Classic in our products from day one. When AVD uh, ARM came out, we supported both of them side by side, and we created a very seamless migration process where you can literally take your host pools on a one-by-one basis and have Nerdy or just migrate everything, including user assignments and VMs and agents and all of that thing automatically. And it looks like uh, it's what now, January 2022. So now Microsoft has a native PowerShell command that can do some of that, which Nerdio Manager, uh, I think, had for probably a year and a half now. Yeah, that, that begs the question. I mean, you guys are just running out front of Microsoft. They do something, you do something, they eventually do it. I almost look, think it's like the guy in math class is copying your paper. Um, <laughs> You know, I guess you could argue that, hey, you get, eventually Microsoft does enough where Nerdio is not needed. But I mean, if you were to give people just a, a vision of of how long that could be, like, is it in, in infinity or is it like? I, I guess I guess it's a good question. Let me let me turn it back to you and say, do you envision a world where customers will all of a sudden say, you know what, what we have is great and we don't need anything else. Like, it's just perfect the way it is. Yeah. And it can't be improved upon. Well, you know, obviously, that's rhetorical. <laughs> I've had that question. I've talked about digital transformation multiple times a day, maybe five times with people. And my thing that I tell people, uh, I, I, I was telling my own, my own, uh, you know, financial advisor a while ago, we're putting money in tech stocks, um, and this, this is never going to end. It's not going to end in our lifetime. I, I don't know what world it does in, but it's not going to end in our lifetime. Agreed. Agreed. So, I I mean, I think that the truth of the matter is customers will always want things to improve. And and we've built our model and we've tuned their entire organization to to spend a tremendous amount of time with customers, understanding what their pain points are and figuring out where the inefficiencies are and what can be better. And, you know, it's it's not that Microsoft realized, hey, Nerdio has a migration tool. We need a migration tool. That's not the case at all. They were getting the same feedback from the same customers who needed the migration tool. It's sort of it's an obvious example of what's needed. Is just you know we we were able to deliver maybe that quicker because that was a, a higher priority for our set of customers. Yeah. And, and I think that's gonna that's gonna continue in perpetuity. We're gonna be working with customers and partners, and they're going to tell us, hey, it would be nice if we could do you know X, Y, and Z. And we have a, a huge roadmap of things like that that we're just building against and they're all customer driven. So I, I don't think there's ever a time when there is nothing for us to add that customers can find value in. Yeah, you, you think about uh, going back 10 years or so and thinking about how slow we moved in. If you go back, go ahead 10 years from now, they're going to think about how slow we move now. You know, it's, it's, it's hard to believe, but it, it has to happen. Moore's law will kick in 
and it'll be faster and better no matter what. We can't stop it. For sure. Um, oh, I had a really good question I was going to ask you as it relates to your business. It'll come back to me in a second. Uh, all right. So uh, we're all big fans of FS Logics around here. Um, what's the latest thing FS Logics is doing that solves problems that enable people to go to the desktop in the cloud? You know, I'll be honest with you. I have not looked at the release notes of the public preview. I generally start paying attention early when it becomes GA, uh, but usually it's, you know, security updates or bug fixes that are most interesting. Um, you know, looks like it's a long list of changes here, as we can see up on the screen, but yeah. lots of bug fixes uh, apparently are in here as well. Yeah. Well, I, I, and FS Logics is such a critical component of any, any multi-session deployment that it is just important. Like, you know, like we just spoke about, there's always room to improve, make it faster, make it more efficient, make it smaller. You know, we we have technologies built into Nerdy Manager that can manage the storage aspect of the profiles, right? So FS Logics is the containerization um, solution. Then you're using either Azure files or Azure Netapp files to store those containers. Those containers tend to grow, they don't shrink. We have all sorts of things that can make that very efficient and cost-effective where it will automatically resize the file shares and the volumes and make sure the profiles are optimally, op optimally sized. So we, we play a lot with the FS Logics optimization uh, space. Yeah. Well, hey, this is good. We're, we got a ton of time left. Uh, let's go through all these updates to the agent. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, people have to look at the, the monthly release for that. So, um, Vadim, what would you want people to know, in addition to what we've talked about so far, about what Nerdio does in this space? I'll throw this out there. You know, the, the opportunity for people to use Nerdio Manager in the enterprise so that they don't need managed service providers like Zintegra. Uh, they might want to work with Zintegra from a consulting perspective, but that's been the thing that's been most enlightening for me is seeing what you guys are doing to enable customers who couldn't do Azure Virtual Desktop by themselves but with a little help from someone like you and someone like us, all of a sudden it becomes a real player for them. Definitely. I mean, you know, let, let me let me describe it this way. So, so we have a, a couple of kind of ideal customers. Uh, on, on the one hand, it's a customer that just has a tremendously large and complex and and expansive deployment of AVD, and in order to manage that with native tools. You need a huge team of people with lots of expertise. They're in high demand. Attracting and retaining them is a challenge. And Nerdio basically comes in and provides all of that knowledge and expertise in software in a very easy to use kind of automated, simplified way of managing very large and complex environments. As a matter of fact, our best customers are the ones who have tried to do AVD native they spend 20 minutes looking at a demo of Nerdio and, and they're like, okay, when when can I have this? Like, can I put this in now? Because they know exactly what the pain points are and how elegantly we've solved them. The other type of customer is someone who just doesn't have a ton of Azure or VDI experience and are looking to get started with AVD in, in a much you know more frictionless way. So we help those customers as well. We have you know lots of wizards and very easy to use UI to get up and running. And, and obviously everything in between. So we help customers that are just starting and super advanced VDI deployments that are very large at scale. Yeah. And if you think where we, 
Yeah, sorry, go ahead. I oh, know, finish. Go ahead and finish. I was just going to say where, where we fit into the AVD stack. So if you take AVD as, as, a, as a platform or as a service, if you will, and break into to its four components, you have the client application, right? The thing that runs on all the various operating systems and connects to virtual desktops. You have your Windows 10, Windows 11 enterprise or a multi-session operating system, which is you know exclusive to AVD. You have your admin experience, which is done through the Azure portal. And then the final component are all the hosted services like um, uh, connection broker, gateway, diagnostic services, all the, the backend infrastructure that figures out where to land the user session when they connect. Nerdy Manager plugs into the admin experience of those four components. We don't do anything with user connection, user brokering, authentication, client apps. All of that is done by Microsoft, which means that as Microsoft is investing into the technology, which they're doing very rapidly, all of our customers don't have to wait on us to take advantage of that technology. It's just native, it's available to them. They're not locked into using us. We're just there to make their job easier and, and better with the native tool of AVD. Yeah. So people should just use you guys till it doesn't make sense anymore, which, you know, we'll figure out what that is. Could be a very, very long time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and then, I mean, where we really add the value is once you kind of understand where we fit in is, is we help with cost optimization. I would say that's the number one reason people come to us. Everyone intuitively understands that cloud is consumption-based, it needs to be efficiently operated. It can't be someone manually clicking things. It's got to be automation. And we have super powerful but easy to use automation. So I would say that's kind of our, our value pillar number one is making sure that Azure is as efficient as it possibly can be. And we're increasing that efficiency again and again in every release. The second thing is all about just ongoing management and orchestration and automation. Things like image management, disaster recovery, self-healing capabilities, all kinds of automations that normally engineers will have to do manually are now built into the product and they're completely hands-off. And then the third value pillar we talk about is simplification. We just want to make it as easy as and as simple as possible, both to deploy an environment, to manage AVD, and to manage every single piece of Azure technology that AVD relies on. So, you know, we already talked about storage, like Azure files and Azure Netter files, but we do everything from, you know, MSIX uh, application delivery. We do scripted actions and run books. We do uh, things like uh, FSLogix app masking and application management. All the things that AVD requires, which is why you're using AVD, are also part of the product. So those kind of are three pillars, cost optimization, uh, orchestration, and, and, and automation to increase reliability, and then finally simplification of the whole life cycle of virtual desktop management. So I have two questions for you, and I'll let you go. Um, last week was a long week, a lot of fun. Uh, I, I may have dreamed this, but is Nerdio going to have its own remoting protocol that comes along? with what you guys add, or is it just going to be the latest version of RDP that Azure's virtual desktop uses? Yeah, I mean, the, the, there are currently no plans to have our own remote protocol. We try to stay out of the presentation layer and the control plane layer. I think Microsoft is, you know, is, is doing a good job improving it and, and it will continue so. So no, we, we don't have any plans for this. Well, that totally protocol. makes sense. That's why I thought I, I might've dreamed it. 
but at the same time, I was like, man, if they're doing that, they must have really something special in the works. So no, no worries there. Uh, I do have a question for you and I'll let you go. It's kind of a uh, philosophical one. At what point, well, maybe it's not philosophical. At what point did you know this AVD thing was coming for real? And that most, a lot of your work that you had been doing on building and making the Microsoft RDS stack work better was going to go to a whole nother level. I mean, I, I think as soon as Microsoft uh, brought us into the fold, even this is even before it was announced publicly and we were working with them, we knew that this is the direction they're going. I mean, RDS isn't going anywhere, but I'll be honest with you, it's it sort of, we went from 100% RDS deployments down to 10% RDS deployments, yeah. to pretty much zero. Like we don't see anybody using our technology to do RDS deployments because that's, I think it has a perception of being legacy now, whether it is or not is debatable, but AVD is the cool new thing. Uh, and I think as soon as we learned about what Microsoft plans are, we knew that this is going to be the future. Well, that, that brings me to a whole other topic. I, I've for years been saying, don't deploy, um, don't deploy, deliver, you know, present, present the workloads, don't actually deploy the workloads. And my biggest challenger to that was Microsoft and SCTM. And then all of a sudden overnight, because of, you know, Azure consumption and that cloud they were building, they became the biggest fans of don't deploy, deliver. And uh, I think you guys were just, you know, obviously sitting in the right spot when that ship turned and went in a different direction. Definitely, definitely. I mean, COVID helped with the, the very initial spike of adoption, you know, I think WVD was doing pretty well even before COVID hit uh, and, and adoption was growing very rapidly, but it just became exponential in, uh, you know, March, April, May of 2020, uh, where everyone just, just needed the remote work solution and AVD turned out to be the, the perfect technology to enable that. Well, this might not be 100% appropriate, but people like you and I have been saying, hey, what about a pandemic? Pandemic could happen. What are we going to do? And all of a sudden there's no denying what needed to be done. That's right. All right. Well, Vadim, thank you very much for joining. This is great. We'll do it again, hopefully next month, and you'll continue to add your insights. We'll have some of our other folks join as well. But uh, man, this is one of the best ones we've done. I appreciate you joining. All right. It was a pleasure to be here. Thanks, Andy. Talk to you soon. And we'll uh, hopefully see you next week in Orlando. We will. Have a good day. You too. Bye.